Fucking hit the shit out of that thing. <laughs> Who am I this week? Uh, I'm Scooby Doo, and turns out I'm actually an alien, and that's why I can talk. I fell into a rabbit hole about the Scooby universe and how it got split into a multiverse, and half of the earlier stuff all happened in the cyberspace movie. And now there's two timelines that exist where one timeline has a real ghost, only because Sam and Dean Winchester from Supernatural went into the Scooby-Doo world and brought ghosts with them. And then there's a second Scooby-Doo universe where there's the ghosts are just people in masks and shit. <laughs> and that's all canon. And it's been canon for the last like, 70 something years. <laughs> so there's two universes. One where Shaggy has a red shirt and that's the one where the monsters aren't real. And the other where he has a green shirt and then where the monsters are real because it's supernatural. Ooh la la. Yeah, so you're welcome. I had, I had learned the information and I... Now you know it too. And it's going to serve either one of us. Well, I am Eliza Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. I am... That, that was a great show. I wish I could talk I was to definitely, you animals. I was definitely a Debbie. I see. I don't know who I was. I guess I just said I'm Eliza Thornberry. I'm Eliza. <laughs> yeah. Witty, smart, can talk to animals... I talk to them, but they don't talk back, so... They just glare at you. Yes. It's called being a cat dad. Mm-hmm. And this is Bras of Murder. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk true crime cases of color. We play music from artists you don't know. And we give you commentary that you didn't ask for. It. But you're here, and you're listening to it. To get used to it. <laughs> hmm So, uh... Do you want to start off with your little yes or spiel before we go into our cases? I hope everyone, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I hope everyone's doing well because I know I'm doing well, kind of. So today we're gonna change things up a little bit, and what prompted it is was that we went through our comments and people had some things they wanted to address with us. So naturally, we took a step back and tried to reevaluate how we present these cases because the comments were about the cases, and I think. In order for us to make our content better, we both need to take a look at different comments and recommend recommendations from you all to make Braza Murder better. So something that we wanted to try to do now is clearly present and talk about our sources because that was one of the biggest concerns that someone had. And I completely agree. We could talk about them a little bit more. I do want to point out that... I would like everyone to keep in mind the reason that we're covering these cases is because, unfortunately, there's not a lot of information about these cases, specifically cases of color, especially if they happen within the last decade or over a decade or so ago. So yes, while sometimes we do speculate on things that have already been proven fact, it really isn't fact to everyone because not everyone knows about these cases, these 
True Crimes of Color. It's important to note that True Crimes of Color in the past have very seldom made national national news. Hence, sometimes missing or unanswered questions will arise. There have been some episodes where we've really had to dig and try to find information because the information is not an abundance online. We really do want to make a difference in what we're doing. So as of now, we want to say thank you for bringing it to our attention and holding us accountable to make content that we have more clear and concise. We will definitely from now on try to do our best to make sure that everyone is aware of the sources that we're using and the content that we're producing. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah, and we also got a comment that said that we were callous and disconnected. <laughs> yes, we are callous and disconnected, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've been, I've been called worse. Yeah, I think it's hard to... Maybe we shouldn't make light of some of these cases, but sometimes to cope. You make light. Yeah. But I I understand. I understand. I understand where people are coming from with that. Yeah. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you want to go first with your case or we go first? You'll go first. You said yours is a little bit shorter today. Mine is not that short. It's lengthy and it's intense. I'm just kidding. It's not intense. But wait, that it's lengthy or intense? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Science. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now my case is on Mary London. And it's a nice name, actually. Mary London. London. Yeah. So it happened years ago, but recently something like recently this year, something newer developed that might come that brings a lot of answers that people were wanting for i guess the best way i can say that <laughs> <laughs> wanting for a hunting <laughs> so a body was found in a rural stretch of san juan road in the morning of january 15th 1981 it was later identified as Mary London, who was a 10th grader at uh, Sacramento High School. She was described by her family as like a girl who had mental, who was mentally disabled, who was developed mentally delayed, Ooh. but was all around like a nice, caring, good person. Now, my brother is uh, developmentally delayed and really, really is like, like he's 21, but mentally he's like 14. I get that. It's kind of what it is. You're just, you're delayed mentally. Uh, Melinda, she's a teacher and she teaches EC. So exceptional children is what they call them now. Um, so she teaches exceptional children and the high school level that are between the ages of 18 and 22. But yeah, because most high- little schools go up to like to 22. Right. And at that point, you can like go on to college with the same programs, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, you know, that that was her. Like she was developmentally delayed, but was like a kind of caring, trusting person, which frightens me about this case because like my brother does the same way. He's very trusting and like, you don't want to shatter his worldview, but like, listen, some people might murder you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, he's so nice. And I wish I hadn't, I wish I wasn't as jaded as I was with reality. Right. <laughs> like you just see people as good. <laughs> so she was reported missing the day before. And after she wasn't seen for her scheduled bus drive to the high school, that's when, you know, alarms like, were sounded people are calling the cops people went out to look for her 
it was determined that London was stabbed multiple times and died of her injuries, and she also was sexually assaulted. Jesus, dude. And so that was a whole thing that the family had to deal with, especially because the case went cold, although investigators continued to follow any available leads. It went cold for like 35 years up until 2016. 35 years? Mm-hmm. Wow. Up until 2016, where they like formally reopened the whole case. And when they reopened it, people were excited thinking that, they, oh, they got somebody. And they made a link to one dude named Daryl, and people automatically assumed that he was the person who did it. He was a killer. Turns out Daryl wasn't the killer or the person behind it. They reached out to him basically to say, like, we think you know who it is. Ah, uh, I see. So, like, an accomplice or just, like... Yeah. And, like, saying, like, hey, if you have any information, give it to us. And he yeah, didn't really have anything. I wonder if they're going to make so, it into a Netflix show. Because Netflix has been opening be. up cases, like, left and right, bro. Yeah. So... People got their hopes up for that, and it didn't pan out, and then it died again. So, but April in this year, investigators has actually identified the suspect oh. of this 39-year-old case. Oh. Yeah. So, new DNA technology led Sacramento police to Vernon Parker as the suspect of the murder. And we're saying, like, suspect because I'll, he can't be charged, but I'll get to that in a second. What? Yeah. Hmm. So, but... Police said the, the breakthrough in the case came thanks to new DNA technology and gene- uh, genealogy testing linking Parker like to the murder. To quote what the uh, Sacramento police said, investigative genealogy has revolutionized law enforcement abilities to solve violent crimes, to identify the guilty and exonerate the innocent. They said that Mary London's murder is yet another example of the passion and persistence of law enforcement and the use of innovative scientific technologies to bring justice to these victims and their families. Now, they linked him like directly to the murder, to the mm-hmm. scene, his DNA, but they can't prosecute him or go after him because he died a year later oh. after London was dead. Well, he was murdered, and I'll get to his murder. So. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. Okay. Sorry. It's not funny. It's just like, ain't karma a stinker? <laughs> like, karma's a bitch. So now I was now this was kind of hard to figure out like how he died exactly, but I was able to come across a newspaper article from that year. It was like a, a year directly after London's death with the same name. So I'm like ninety percent sure this is the dude because none of the articles I was reading information from saying that he was murdered said how or like what happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna read directly from the newspaper. Killer draws prison. Jesse Wheat, 31, has been sentenced to five years in state prison for the August 23rd stabbing death of 18-year-old Sacramento youth. That Sacramento youth being Vernon Parker. Mm-hmm. Wheat had been charged with murder, but pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter and use of a deadly weapon. Witnesses said that Wheat, who was living in a downtown hotel, had been in a fight with his friend Vernon Parker in the Hoff Brewery Bar near 7th and L Street. About two hours later, Parker came back from a bar and said he had been stabbed and then collapsed. Wheat told investigators that he had been in a fight over a woman at the bar and was later assaulted by Parker. And the two went out to the streets and he fought. I mean, he stabbed him in self-defense. Jeez. Jeez so, Louise. That sounds yes. like a lot going on there. Sacramento was, they were fucking busy. So he obviously can't serve his time. And it makes you wonder, like, how would they make the family feel like? Do they feel like they got closure? Like, 
So now, go ahead. So did they like? So they have him as a suspect because of DNA evidence. So does that yes. mean he more than likely committed the murder? Yeah. So they can't Ooh. stay a hundred percent sure. Like, oh, it's him. But they're like, it's more than likely him. And the family came forward, and they're like, you know, even though they can't see him get like officially charged, taken to court, they're just glad to know that they got they got to put a name to it, to who did it. And they did come on record saying it just gives them a form of closure because they can finally say, well, this person did it. This person's responsible. Right. It is not just up in the air anymore. And there's new technology, man. It's going to get you can't see. Listen, they're going to get you either way. <laughs> it was crazy because I was talking to Melinda about how back in the day you could just fucking kill people and just be like, you know, walk away. Yeah. Could you imagine if it's still like that? Like, like, oh, look, there's a bunch of blood in the floor from the victim. From the, yeah, from let's the touch everything and compromise yeah, the crime just... scene. <laughs> we found some coke. Well, let's do it all first to make like, sure it was actually coke. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, before you could get away with murder so much easier. Now, Big Brother is watching. Oh, Fingerprints, yeah. like, like, get you can get You can get your Ancestry.com thing done. And then, like... It'll link you <laughs> to someone. Someone's be like someone's like your family. Like your uncle was wanted for murder, and they use your DNA to find him. That's wild, dude. Technology is wild. Science is wild. I fucking love it. Hashtag science. Hashtag science. Oh yeah, that's my case about Mary London. I like and, that. Uh, yeah, it's like a triple double homicide, but they're connected. Karma's a bitch. I'm gonna tell you. Yo, that. could you imagine? <laughs> like, that, that, that don't scream karma. I don't know what. That that's wild. I I wouldn't. I think that's just so crazy. How 39 years later, it all they out. might have a suspect, but they can't close the case for sure because he was stabbed <laughs> in a bar fight. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Hey everyone, before we get on to the next case, we gotta pay the bills. This episode, we are sponsored by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans that fit any kind of lifestyle. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. You can just sit back and let Green Chef do everything for you. Meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for your whole week. Meals include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. Now, you know Battle has been trying to get me to go vegetarian for like a minute now, so I decided to go to Green Chef and have him send me some vegan shit. And you know what? I am not mad at it. The Jamaican fried rice slapped, and it was like the perfect amount of spicy. Like, spicy enough to realize you can enjoy it, but like, when you get that first bite, you immediately regret everything you just did. You're in pain, but you fight through it, and you come on the other end happier and just a little bit sweatier. Also, the recipes are pretty short, so they can fit my manic lifestyle. And if you're anything like me, that'll be helpful. Now, go to greenchef.com backslash murder80 and use code murder80 to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, because this is a pretty great deal, I'll repeat myself. Go to greenchef.com backslash murder80 and use code murder80 to get $80 off for boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Now, back to the cases. Yeah, but uh, take it away. That was good. Thank you. 
So my next case, this episode is case whatever. It is super dark and scary. This case involves a man who commits uxoricide and filicide. That is the murder of one's wife. And now what's that? What's that first one? It's the murder uxoricide. It's the murder of one's wife and filicide. It's the murder of a child. Why uxoricide? I don't know. Is that, like, is that Latin? Latin? Something? I should, next time, if I use a word like this, I just thought it was cool. I was being a little bougie, you know. I <laughs> know, no, I like it, but I'm just Uxoricide, yeah. That. It's called uxoricide, the murder of one's so, wife. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, exor means wife, I guess? I don't know. Uck, 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 maybe. Because it's U X O R I C I D E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but continue, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. So, prior to this case, I want to preface it with that this is very graphic and it's an unfortunate case and it's very graphic so for that i'm sorry it's okay but today i'm talking about chadwick d banks a man who murdered his wife in cold blood and then rapes and murder his 10 year old stepdaughter oh wow Mm -hmm. this is a ghost star episode so this is content warning (laughs) yes content warning Chadwick was born June 15th, 1971, and there was little information about Chadwick's upbringing in his childhood as far as, like, anything good about him or anything about his childhood. However, in in transcripts from the Florida Supreme Court, there was information from an interview that Banks gave himself with a doctor named Dr. Petyarka. And this doctor... Pat Yarka stated during during an appeal that Chadwick later had. You're really emphasizing that P, aren't you? Yeah, Pat 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 Yaka. I don't know. Doctor P. There you go. <laughs> Doctor P said that during an appeal with Chadwick that Chadwick had later said that his conversations with Banks. He was he was told that Banks was disciplined with an electric cord on at least seven different occasions as a kid. And it was thought that he had been rendered unconscious a lot by his father at a young age. But by the age of 15, the beatings that Banks went through eventually stopped because he finally stood up for himself. Yes, that happens. Oh yeah, no, he said that'll happen. I think I was 17 when I finally stood up to my dad and I was like, not today. But yeah, we'll talk about that later. So, after... Alright. Yeah. Oh, no. Fucking domestic violence. I grew up in it. I'm a definitely a product of domestic violence. So, but after co- crossing a couple of different references that I looked at, um, the Forgiveness Foundation, <laughs> <laughs> every time... That was number one for this episode. That was the first I'm one. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you should have seen his face when he said, um. <laughs> <laughs> I was so disappointed in myself. So the references that I crossed together was, were the Forgiveness Foundation, Murderpedia, and the actual sent- appeal sentencing transcripts of, Ch- of Chadwick. They did say that he did serve in the United States Army. 
and he eventually received a general discharge from the army because he assaulted a Korean officer with a deadly weapon while on duty. What was the weapon? It was a gun. And that was... Oh, they, why did you say firearm then? They said they used weapon. That was a quote from the transcript of Florida Supreme Court. Banks also told Dr. P that while his parents did not drink, when Banks was stationed in Korea, he started drinking heavily. But he also started drinking in his teens. So typically, I would talk about the murders first. However, I'm doing it a little different today. I'm, it was a little prelude. Yes. I'm going to start with the trial verdict and senten- sentencing of Bank because there is so much to digest with the whole case and what happened during the actual deliberation and trial itself. So during the trial in 1994, Banks pleaded, pled guilty to two counts of first degree murder and one ca- count of capital sexual battery on a child under the age of 12. Immediately, the jury was like, let's sentence this dude to death, and it was a vote of 9-3 to for the murder and rape of his stepdaughter. And this was according to the transcripts of the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. In 1999, he filed for a motion for post-conviction relief in the state court. Denied. In 2010, <laughs> he tried again. Denied. <laughs> so both times when he attempted at an appeal, they were denied. And during one of his appeal trials, it was stated that Banks tried to argue that this case is in which the council failed to investigate and prepared and failed to consult mental health experts, the record clearly shows that Banks was represented by experienced counsel who investigated this case thoroughly, consulted at least three mental health experts, and decided a strategy tailored to a Gladson County jury after carefully considering his options. So, even though he thought that he was like wrongfully accused or that there was some mishaps with the the court because of the perfect keeping of records it shows that the the court did their due diligence in prosecuting prosecuting him so fast forward to 2014 november 11 2014 banks was executed his last and final words according to murderpedia were what kind of execution was it I didn't, they didn't say, or I didn't read that. I just saw that he was executed. I, I didn't care. Well, a way out's a way out, you know? Yeah. A door's a door. A door's a could door. Could be maple, <laughs> could be oak. <old>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's an accident. So his last and final words were, I'm very sorry for the hurt and pain I've caused all of you these years. Year after year, I've tried to come up with a reasonable answer for my actions but how could such acts be reasonable? And now his crimes, because his actions were not reasonable. So sit back and get ready. September 24th, 2002. Banks and his wife, Cassandra Banks, were at a bar in Quincy, Florida. I think they said that's about 20 miles outside of Tallahassee. They were having... Say that again? Tell... They, that... Say what again? Say that... 
Say what you just said. Where are they from? Tallahassee. Did I say it wrong? You said uh, it sounded weird to me. Oh, Tallahassee. Oh, I don't know. Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Not. You're saying Hassey. Tallahassee. Yeah, don't say it like okay, that. Okay, I won't say it like that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, friends. So they were having drinks. They are having a good time at a bar. But as I stated before, Banks had an issue with drinking. He started drinking in his teens, so he just couldn't handle his alcohol. While they're at the bar, they end up getting into an altercation, an argument, in which Cassandra decides to leave Banks at the bar alone because she's like, fuck this, I'm going home. I mean... Personally, I'm just like, why waste time on a drunk person? To me, it's not worth it. So in that regard, I don't blame her. So fast forward to 3 a.m. in the morning, Bank finally leaves the bar and goes home. Stumbling in the house and smelling of alcohol, he makes his way upstairs. Sleeping soundly, Cassandra has no idea what comes next. While in the bank, while in the bedroom, Bank reveals his gun, aims it at Cassandra's head, and pulls the trigger, killing her instantly. Once Cassandra is murdered, he proceeds to his stepdaughter's room. If you don't want to hear this, you should fast forward. Just letting you know now. Because at 10 years old, Melody Cooper had her innocence taken away. So while he's in the bedroom... Banks says that he goes to his 10-year-old stepdaughter's bedroom and molested her for about 20 minutes. Finally, after the trauma that she was experiencing, he shoots Melody in the head. But the truth is, Melody Melody was not just molested like Banks stated. She was raped. She was raped by someone that was supposed to keep her safe. What Banks told the police was that she did not resist or try to get away or whatever. She just laid there. But the crime scene and evidence showed that there was blood under her fingernails, and it was his blood. Melody's body also showed signs of being sodomized, with her anus having a lot of trauma to it, and his DNA inside of her. She was 10 years old. And what really upsets me about this case the most was that these victims, they had no, there was no background information on them. There was, besides who they were, but they didn't talk about the victims at all. They talked so much more about Banks and him. Yeah. I just think it's so shitty. And I think that Cassandra and Melody should be alive today. And my heart weeps for both of them. And that's my case. And I'm leaving it at that purposely just to illuminate on how... I feel disgusted. I'm just... I want to illuminate on how there's not a lot of information about victims. There are not a lot of information about these cases. These horrific cases that happen to people. It's not fair. And if you're struggling with substance abuse or you know someone that is, call the American Addiction Centers. Their number's... 866-215-4608. Also, if you're in a bad situation, if you are dealing with domestic violence at home, call the National Domestic Violence Hotline. That number is 800-799-7233.
Get out of the situation while you can. No one is worth your sanity. If you're struggling with alcohol, like I've lost a few friends to substance abuse. It's not happy. It's not a happy ending. And there are people out there that'll listen to you. And I've said it before. If you need to talk to anyone, reach out to us. I know Andre is super good at responding to people when they reach out to us, like on Instagram. For the most part. For the most yeah. part. I don't use... Sometimes. <laughs> I take myself a phone break. And I always feel back. I come back with like a bunch of DMs. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just needed a break from social media. Or I'm spending the night in the woods again. I have Oh Hello Blogs on Instagram if you ever want to reach out. Uh, we have Bruz the Murder also. I um, I don't check it too often, but I will make it a point to because sometimes you just need someone to listen, especially if it's from someone you have no idea who it is. Um, also, if you follow me on Facebook, because a couple of you have, <laughs> it's totally fine. Because <laughs> I've been in a couple of different meme groups and, and people will like, <laughs> comment at me, like, oh shit, are you such a- I listen to your podcast. I was like, thank you. Now please ignore this Kirby meme. Because <laughs> now I feel weird. <laughs> I think I've been pretty good about hiding on the internet. I think I doxed myself like three times already, but oh, whatever. At this it point. happens. Honestly, if you want to come to my place, c- come at me. Yeah. Hexy, <laughs> not Lexi, you. will cut you. I'm so upset with you. When I saw you know, that, you know, I was just like, what? Because, you know, I noticed you kept saying Lexi, but I thought you were just like, I don't know, I was like a, a speech thing. So I wanted to be like, hey, <laughs> asshole. And, you, and you'd be like, and then you'd be like, oh, I have a list that I feel bad. But then you texted it. And I was like, oh, he thinks her name's really Lexi. Yeah, I did. I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. I was so, I was like, don't tell her, please. I, <laughs> you should have seen my face. I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But uh, yeah, also shout out to anyone who's like me this these months and you're getting affected by your seasonal affective disorder. We got this. Yes, I feel <laughs> we get, good. We get through it every season. <laughs> we'll get through it this stuff. We will. We'll do it together. I'm there for you. Just, you know, stock up on some good flannels and hot cocoa. Do you have a goatee going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm growing my facial hair back in because I don't have to go to work for a while. Okay. It's cute, dude. I just feel all right. Okay, I'm I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me cute. <laughs> all right. Uh, enjoy the music. Check the links below if you want to donate and check out other stuff like social medias. But uh, bye. See ya, friends.
pulling me closer Oh, I gotta stay away But you won't leave me 